G'day, putters. Welcome to the Deep Dive, powered by puntingform.com.au, Australia's number one racing database. We all use it. Everyone who wins basically uses it. If you want to start winning, get puntingform.com.au. We use a sectional pro form subscription. Now, boys, how are we? Well, thanks, Jack. Thanks for asking. Peter. I'm, I'm actually very good. I'm very good. I, I must say, though, I'm completely burnt out by, by racing narrative at the moment. So uh, I didn't watch a race in Melbourne or Sydney on Saturday. Um, I'm getting used to the fact I've got two weddings coming up over the next month, so I won't be on course for a few of those Saturdays. So just getting used to the fact that I'm going to miss some big days, and it's okay. Um, and as a result, I'm looking through this Caulfield data, not having seen a race, and it is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Not just some of the big numbers. Like, we'll get to Animo, we'll get to I'm Thunderstruck, even Probabil, and not to mention Zaki. Delphi. A little bit of uh, Dutch rhetoric coming up there, punters. But uh, there was not one winner rails in run, and there really was about one winner that was leading or on pace that was Sabah to excel. The rest were midfield. Most of them were rearward, but nothing came wider than lane eight in the straight. So this is fascinating. It's a very narrow window to be in the right spot there on Saturday. Dicko, how did you read it? Uh, a little bit differently to uh, the narrative, the dribble and the yarn, which uh, the propaganda machines propped up relentlessly. Even. on. Um, like I always do. It's an outdoor sport. Almost never is there a completely fair track. I think on Saturday they were definitely able to run on, which horns a lot of people up, as mm. it should. It's a very different sort of behaviour to what we're used to in Victoria. Um, but it wasn't a fair track at all. Um, they never just about ever are, and there's nothing wrong with it. Caulfield raced great on Saturday. Um, I'm not just saying that because we won. Like It, it was a, a good, fair track. Um, yeah, We backlarded Mexicana, which almost won leading. Didn't. Just stopped late, but um, yeah, I, I thought the track race great, but it certainly wasn't even. Shane, um, well, just I suppose the track did take a, a fair bit of of the narrative, and one of the questions that I was unsure about was um, unsure of the answer was the track was upgraded early in the day from a good four, which as I think is the default starting position, isn't it? Or soft five in the morning, and then good four by race time. It's upgraded to a good three. Reasonably early in the day. Uh, obviously, King Alia Grants was scratched because of the track upgrade. Mm. Um, now, that was early in the day. On a warm, sunny, drying day. Glorious. So got to, Glorious so, spring day in Victoria. So we've got to a good three early. The weather's continued to be fine and warm and sunny, and there's, there was no other upgrades. Because I look at the puntingform.com.au data, and um, that... It looks to me like the, the the longer the day got on, the faster that track was. Well, we common just... sense, common sense would tell you like the longer you leave your clothes out, the drier they're going to get. Surely, surely. <laughs> if you water, this... if you water the garden in the morning and it's hot all day, you probably got to water it again at night on a real stinker. That's what you're sort of getting at, aren't you? That's what like, I'm getting at. Like, I don't like, understand how the, the track wasn't upgraded to a Firm 2. When was the last time we saw a Firm 2 anywhere in Australia, though? It was probably what Ascot think, about 10 years ago. I think Bob Hawke was um, Prime Minister. No, it was actually when we started listening to the Horse Welfare Brigade and the Anti-Racing Brigade that we who, changed who the narrative. Unlike, yeah, who are actually able to get up, 
They haven't missed one day's work, number one. They are able to go to the track, number two. They are able to walk the track, three. And if they decided that it was a welfare issue, it would be able to scratch, as Nick Williams did with his pony in the last King More of Lee Grass. So the, the punter obviously can't do can't do any of them. We just keep funding it, and we'll, we'll give a bit more for a fund for, for welfare, but we, we're not responsible for welfare. They are. Oh, I think it's a huge test for uh, track presentation and uh, the narrative around it. If the Delphi comes out and runs a big race in seven days, or for five days now in the Caulfield Cup, I reckon we can just about... Argue with evidence that they should just stop talking about firm tracks are bad for horses. Can I point out two things? First of all, Hong Kong, for instance, you know, I love Hong Kong. Obviously, you can't scratch a horse due to an upgrade or downgrade of a track. Only the stewards can scratch a horse on the day, and it's for a veterinary reason, i.e., the horse is lame. And second of all, never mind the fact that some horses hate racing on wet, rainy, sodden ground. Some horses love racing on fast ground. Just that's part of the joy of the you know luck of the day, so to speak. And what we're just trying to bias the tracks in favour of a narrow band of horses that like running on a good four, good five, or soft five. You know. I will. Yeah, even I like agree. what Curly's saying, it, it's it's like start of October here. It's not that hot. I played golf on Thursday with pants on. You know? Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's not, hot, it's not hot here. In two months' time, it's going to be real hot. It's shorts weather all the time. So if you water it to a good good four in the morning, it's definitely going to heat up. What are we going to be watering them at, like between races? I'm just picturing pants off golf this November, starring yeah. Jack Dickens, post lockdown. Look, we're and so look, we're on a, we're, it was a good upgraded to a good three for race two. And congratulations to Nick Williams who put the welfare of his horse first. And so he should. Good All on right. you. So welfare is. I think Nick and I might agree on this point that welfare is up to the trainer and the owner of the horse to put the horse's welfare first, not necessarily the punter's job to concern themselves with the welfare of the horse. Um, so congratulations to, to Nick uh, for putting the welfare of his horse first. He's the only one that did it all day. Yeah, interesting. Full stop. And we'll discuss that when we go through a little bit of a race earlier on where the $1.30 pop was rolled. Where Over to you, Jack. Where should we start? Where should we start here? It is fascinating. Let's start with a modern power because I think out of what all the races, that? race six, yep. the old Caulfield yep. Stakes, because we're talking about Zaki getting knocked off at $1.30. Uh, of all of the not watching the races on Saturday moments that I had, given I laid Zaki at Sandown, this kind of shat me to tears. Um, <laughs> because... <laughs> Bless, bless our old mate, Jonathan Walsh, as well. His rule of if you're laying something at odds on, you lay at the place at odds on. Yeah. That probably would have been the difference between me uh, going on a holiday for two months next year and for probably about the entire year. Yeah. Possibly well, could have brought Rottnest Island. Yep. Yeah. I think a lot, I think if, like a lot of uh, younger, smaller like us, our, our viewers did, because there's a lot of uh, like. 15, 20 um, DMs in, on Twitter instantly. Yeah. Because it's a it's, it's a price range where the normal person is very comfortable to lay for a little bit because you're risking nothing as opposed to, you know, oh, I don't think, you know, I'm Thunderstruck can win, so I'm going to lay it at four bucks. 
yeah there's a there's a real there's a real opportunity for a smaller normal person to to lay this horse and um yeah i don't i don't think any of them i don't remember one of them saying they laid at the place but um order complete fill up um for those that it'll, it. it'll probably come out and and dominate in the cox plate but um but so you know, it's definitely enough. There was enough to, to, to take it on off yeah. that Sandown performance. That Sandown figure, it's actually improved its overall figure uh, here. From it's just, Sandown. Yeah, from Sandown, um, which doesn't always happen, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, probably a proper horse. Like I, I think we might have said on the previous show, it, is, it had a really good starting price in the last year's Cox Plate, which is a better race than this. Yeah, and last year's Cox Plate, it wasn't suited. I don't know if you remember on the day, but it drifted violently because of the rain. It was a big drift, though, because of the rain. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, fascinating. So the query will be now, um, I didn't, I'm just scrolling through Twitter now because there's a young fella on Twitter that said he wanted to back Zaki in the Cox Plate, and I need to offer him a price. Um, because there was some conjecture around Zaki, you know, he's got his fetlocks taped and the track was hard and blah, blah, blah. This is the same Zaki that dominated the Brisbane Winter Carnival on the bitumen surface that is Eagle Farm. Yeah, I know. It's, com- it's complete. See, that's it's just... It's not the hard track that beat it. I'm no. just, like, I, I don't yeah. think it's the hard track that beat it. Uh, but, the, he's, but the hard track certainly... He's dominated on hard tracks up here before. Certainly suited Probabil, but 100%. And the, the the people who let that sort of shit be said and not and not counter it with what Shane's just said, it's just, it's just frustrating to listen to and it makes it unlistenable. Like... There's no way that the track on Saturday was firmer than anything he raced on in Queensland. I agree. Um, Sorry, I was going to ask Pistol. Pistol was happy to point out some forgiving points around very elegant getting beat, you know, I suppose it wasn't a short quote as odds on in a two-horse race, Uh, even money in a two-horse race. Very elegant. Pistol come up with some some key points around why you could forgive that run. Um, Any... Similar sentiment to Zaki Pistol. No, I, it's it's twice in a row now. I wasn't overly taken with Sandown, and I think there was there was two little factors there. It was like one is possibly the fact that he wasn't leading at Sandown, was that you know purely just wasn't racing at quite a higher tempo as what he was doing in Queensland. You know, coming right off the back and just all these other horses being gassed. But there has to be a genuine query on him going in that direction, and he's also what is he seven years old or is he eight years old? It's not. Yeah, well, a, he's not a. Yeah. I wouldn't, he's not in that sort of progressive, he's going to a new level sort of territory. He's well and truly exposed based on what he's done overseas. He's not going to be finding a new career, you know, consistent peak. He might be able to hit it once off, twice off, like he did in Queensland, but he's clearly not as effective for whatever reason, this preparation. Mm. But isn't it great for the Cox Plate? Like all of a sudden, we're not going to have like an eight horse field and people going, oh, I'm terrified of going up against Zaki. Oh no, I'm going to shit myself. Just fucking go, take it on. Well, now we see Adamo this morning was announced. Vin Cox announced this morning that Adamo is going there with 49 kilo. Yeah, and hopefully it's not whatever, the only three year old. Surely Artorias what goes price as well. It, what price does it start? In the cut, in the Zaki. Adamo. Oh, well, we can get to that. Scurries on at some stupid price. The only bloke in the mailbag that doesn't do form has is going to have the greatest futures ticket of all time. Fucking makes me sick that I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him, but I'm not watching a... the race with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was a lot of there was a lot going on on Saturday, Pete, with the 
<laughs> in run, he gives commentary on every single horse, and you're not sure which one he's on, but it's it's never positive about the one that we're actually on because he's clicking so much in run. But um, he's a genius, and he's uh, he's with Animo. Oh, I, should we start, go to Animo now? Yeah, let's have a look at the guineas. Great ride, great placement. Um, cowardly bet from us, but we backed it, but should have gone a lot harder. Um, this is an elite, uh, an elite figure, figure of sixteen point six. Um, punting form handles the the the, the tracks like they they've got a, a bunch of algorithms to measure it all. Um, you know, I live and die by these figures. This figure is bigger than any recent um, Caulfield Guineas winner. Um, Long John run a, a very similar figure like a long time ago. Shooting to win did a 14.3. Mighty Boss, 14.4. Uh, stand by, I'll give you some more. Uh, Autumn Sun, 11.1. Old Kirk, a 12.3. Super Seth, 9.3. Press Statement, 10.3. All Too Hard, one of the all-time greats, 15.7. Animo, 16. Point what? 16.6. This horse is elite. Um, could have easily won a blue diamond. Pretty amazing. Um, okay, so let's yeah. set this up. No, They've no, gone... It's gonna go. It's it's got to be a huge, huge fucking chance to win the Cox Plate. What about Artorius as well? Because great it, ride on yeah, Artorius. It's similar sort of profiles. I think if. You like one, you can't. You have to be willing to suggest that on the day barriers are going to be crucial, and I'd be surprised based off what I'm seeing here data-wise if they don't send Artorius to the Cox Plate as well. Set up off a mental speed, like this is this is a big terrible. tempo race. Like eleven and a half fast for the class is very very fucking quick. And how these horses back up, you you have to roll the dice. You can't be scared of taking on Animo because there's no guarantee that any of these horses are going to back up off this tempo. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Who's but setting I, the tempo? If you still just um, to clarify for those um, watching at home, Alpine Age is it? Right, Alpine didn't finish. Age? In the, didn't figure in the finish, I'd imagine. Uh, it was beaten thirteen. Twenty six is out to forty ones. Mm. Mm. Oh well. No manual labour for these <laughs> office hands. Just rest <laughs> them in the bowl of milk next to you, girls. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't think anime, anime was four wide with cover. You know, like it wasn't wasn't completely blessed in run. It's just a the ride of like a champion rider that knew what he had. Yeah. Mm. Best part of track, four wide with cover. Yeah, I don't six. think I don't think four wide for the first eight hundred meters of the the track is the best place to be. You know. I I think Artorius was given a really good ride for the way the horse um, races. Yeah, it's just a shit horse. No, Save, I shouldn't say that. It's got a terrible racing pattern. So it saves a lot of ground. Um, yeah. And what about well, Captivon? Um, I think, because it split them. Well, I was going to say, Rob Scurry's tossed up Captivon. He said, if you're backing Animo for the Cox Plate, you're having something on Captivon. Yes, yeah, I think fair. he said that, didn't he? Hundreds. Is, I think he it, said it was hundreds, and Animo was single figures, maybe. I don't, I don't really look at the markets. I'll do that while you're... Dribbling there, Jack. I mean, I, I, I haven't looked at the market either. It, it was a good run. Um, yeah, it. I just, I just think, and like the winner of this race is a beast. It's, it's as good as Caulfield Guineas winners we've seen in a long time. Yeah. It'll be at stud before you know it. Um, 
Do you feel like you need to temper the uh, the figure a little because of the track? Like it wasn't yeah, but good... you, if you take like five lengths off it, it's still better than the autumn sun. Yeah. Like it's. Oh, that's, I mean, it's a it's a, so it's a it's question so we're asking. We've talked about the track. Now you're talking about the figure. Just to clarify, I suppose for anyone that listens, it's still a better figure, even if you even if you do adjust slightly, it's still a better figure than you know the autumn sun who had a massive wrap. Yeah. Huge wrap. It's it's a it's a beast. It's a complete beast. It shits on like alligator blood, which was like the form reference for the next six months that year. It's it's a beast. Yeah. It's a very 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 good horse. Scurry's clearly had a bet here because Captive was one hundred and one dollars when he mentioned it, and it's now twenty one dollars. Animo likely possibly off the win and and maybe a little firm again off the back of this morning's announcement. He's now five dollars second favourite behind Zaki. But I think you're right. I think this, the full stop there is that Animo is a complete beast and the most impressive Guineas winner that the data has shown us since Jesus rode. But also, also not just the data. You go through it, right? So, helmet SP two thirty when it won in two thousand eleven. That was ten years ago. You know, all too hard SP twelve dollars that year. It's one of the great horses. SP twelve dollars. So it's a grand final race, three-year-old season. As the market, the collective, said this is a $12 chance. Yeah. Long gone 380, shooting to win 750. Press statement, 250. Devon Profit, seven. Fucking mighty boss knocked off Kamantari in the big figure, and Kamantari you know, was a decent horse, 101. Fuck, that still hurts me. The Autumn Sun, a buck 70. Super Seth, 750. Old Kirk, 420. Animo, 210. So it's the second... It's number two for the for the SP of of the winner for the last. How long and the winner, I know the race. The race went quick, but you know, obviously that. So the whole race goes quick because the leader goes quick. He's still out negative twelve point nine and home negative three point seven. Mm. Like any way you cut it, it's a fucking huge figure. It's enormous. an enormous win, let's and it's re- a beast. Let's just remember right. though. So you think didn't win this same race? And yeah, but I as- think like. You know, as good as no, some of those other horses you mentioned were, like the Autumn Sun, he never won anything weight for age outside of his own year group. Ah. So he's not a real horse to me. Yeah, that's fair. But he's a beast of a... He was the original Panther. Copyright. Um, <laughs> every time I say it, someone texts me. It makes me cringe. It does. So you don't need to keep texting me. Um, it's actually Scurry's word. Scurry's getting a lot of airtime today, isn't he? Is indeed. And fair enough too. Stay tuned for the Sydney show punters. Um, shall we talk about one of the other group ones on the card, the Turak Handicap? And... Oh, God, we haven't even talked about this. Like, for Sour, like, punters that we are, this is a glorious, glorious day's racing and it's enjoyable to look back upon. Like, these are our fucking big, good horses. This horse is a freak. I wish, I wish we had a, had bulk cash and bought the thing or bought a, a tail, you know. Like, After the first start. Oh. It showed so much brilliance. Everywhere it went, there was something about it in each each performance that said, hey, I'm, I'm pretty fucking good. Yep. You know, even the way it won its sail in a shit race, it just like got through its gears through that shit. That sail win, if you look at that, was on a heavy, heavy something... Eight. A heavy eight at sale first up. A heavy eight at sale, in my opinion. Do your own research. I, I, I consider that like a heavy 12 when it rains at sale. 
And that's how it started this prep. It just won on what we're thinking is a firm two. Versatile beast. Glorious okay. animal. Maybe my favourite horse at the moment. I fucking love this thing. Uh, and most importantly... And you're not God even bless... through your pocket. <laughs> God bless you, Jai. You redeemed yourself. I was just going to ask you because Jai... Yeah, he had gate four. Willow's had gate three. Willow settled rails and run, finished in lane two. Jai's settled one outside, a pair back. Just looking at the data here, lane five, perfect zone. And that's the difference at the end of the day, isn't it? Well, if we had a sponsor, we'd roll some tape here. But there was a lot of jockeying going on. Jockeying, that's where it comes from. They were playing a bit of little games and shit. There was a bit of jockeying going on, wasn't there, for a change? D, yeah. D Lane, Willow and Jai. And Jai was pushed around a little bit, but he said, get the fuck out of my way to D-Lane on Elephant. And um, it was incredibly brave. Maybe, you know, because we got it wrong the previous start, he's like, fuck, I can't fuck this up again and just went. But uh, redemption, God bless you. And uh, thoughts and prayers. And it's posted. Jay Carr missed out on even more prize money, baby. You would have just been sitting on this thing. You would have just had a little post with a photo and another group one. Yes, indeed. It's a game of inches. It is a game of inches. Biggest figure Curious. on a fat card of figures, minus 17. It's just sickening. Like, Wouldn't it be amazing if yeah. you could actually bend to futures markets? Yeah. Question um, for anyone that bets, <laughs> looking at used to. Easy on Betfair, and you could get as much as you wanted at 3.30-ish. Yeah. There was a lot of money for Elephant. Late, there, was late, there was late money, and I heard the big ones came for uh, Dice Roll. Right. So maybe the track was fairish, because Dice Roll is always going to be rails and run. I think it sort of settled a pair further back than they would have wanted. And um, haven't we seen this before? Some of those big moves don't factor in track, track play or track condition. They might factor in the actual rating of the track, but not necessarily whether they're going to be settling and run. That's fair, cool. But um, yeah. the, the one they wanted late was dice roll, but there was money for elephant early, then dice roll. Um, yeah, it's just fucking glorious. Great ride. What a horse. I, I reckon we've seen some of the of the great horses there at Caulfield on Saturday. It's one of the greatest days of racing every year. Like, is there a better three-year-old than Animo? Uh, not in Australia. Is there a better horse at the moment than I'm Thunderstruck over the mile? What won the Epsom last week or wherever it was in Sydney? What won the mile race in Sydney? That, that black and green circled horse. Um, Regan Bright Bowers. Right, please. Uh, yep, fair. fair. Uh, I'm Thunderstruck then, will be, what, a dollar eighty for the Golden Bird race. The sex, the sex move. Yeah, that's right. Um, Sorry. The Delphi, guys. You meant yes. to cross to me. I'll pretend to be that guy that reads the odds on the tape. Uh, Shane. Money here for uh, in the Golden Eagle. I'm Thunderstruck's favourite at $4. There you go. From Mwanga for 50 Private Eye 7. No idea what that was, but I enjoyed it. Anyway, race 10 on a 10-race card, the Delphi. Uh, big steamer. 265, or maybe even bigger. Stand by. I've got it here. $4 into $1.95. Um, 
We only got on at two. Oh. We got on at two sixty-five. Missed the four dollars. Um, how about I reckon, I reckon it's about anyone else rode this before you go, Shane. Who knows how fast this would have gone? I think it still wins, but the giant ninja pythons of D Oliver the goat were like fully. They were. He was working his little ass off, and this is a race ten on a ten race card. He'd already banked probably over a couple of hundred thousand dollars of prize money. You know, <laughs> that's how hard this man works. That's how great he is. He's already won the guineas. He's just rich. He's already rich. He's got fifty five houses, and he's still just ripping and a tearing. Python's locked in, keeping this horse just through its gears. It was a great ride. We watched it with Scurry Curls, and we, but we all said it at 600, go, this is the fucking best ride. Win, lose, or draw, best ride. You need to make your decisions on rides at about the 600, wouldn't you say, Pete? Yeah, at least. You can't use hindsight every time to mm. judge their decisions. You're like, oh, Ollie, you beautiful boy. Well done. And then it pissed in. I reckon this horse is a big, play, big, big player in the Caulfield Cup. Thoughts? Um, the Ollie at the 600 reminded me of reminded myself being 16 years old up the bush with a few UDLs around a fire and then someone yells out cops and you just piss bolt off as hard as you can Ollie's just got to the 600 and someone's yelled cops he's looked around he's gone kaboom and put him away geez it was impressive um, certainly left it vulnerable and the, uh, the chosen son I think was the one making ground the chosen one yeah the chosen one what have been the one making ground is you know, runs well set Set up for something that was off speed and not gassing themselves from the six to the four to make ground late. It was the one. The winner was um, was good. It'll be interesting. Caulfield Cup. All these obviously sticks, and um, you know, in, anticipating incentivizers is going to be leading. Um, someone or something is going to try and test it earlier. Let's get, let's get the prices up right now. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Jack. Um, it's been Caulfield money for Cup. this. Lineup. All in. Okay, Caulfield Cup, which is next Saturday. Um, I've got it. Incentivise $1.90. Delphi $6. Nonconformist $8. Young Werther $8. Floating Artist 15 Longer the rest. Um, I didn't think the Delphi would be that short already, but I, I still think it's a fairly good price. Incentivise and the Delphi will, will um, or not the Delphi, Delphi will settle better than midfield, you'd assume, and that's where you want to be at Caulfield. 2,000 metres or longer happens all the time. Um, I think you've got to go advantage the Delph, don't you, at those prices right now? Um, I think you have to stick with incentivise. At the price. It's, back. I, it's yeah. not, it's, it's no bet race for me, but I, He's, he's so got to try and collect 600. So you got to either have, you know, three whatever on incentivizers, or you can just have a little 100 on the Delph. Which one, what are you doing? Play the quaddy. Shane? Uh, I won't be betting against incentivizers. Um, anticipating there'd be a more, but there potentially could be a no incentivizers market somewhere on the day. Yeah, true. Uh, pro- you could have six hundred to place Delphi if you want it, or two fifty. Oh, I'd just, I'd, I'd take the six dollars, um, Delphi personally right now, top of my head, and uh, what you want on it? Be interested to. Do you want to talk? Yeah, okay. What price? Five fifty. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I'll see Dwight is uh, in the market too, which would be great to see if it goes there. Has anyone seen a weather forecast for the week in uh, Melbourne town? For all the Christopher Walken fans. Um, no, I haven't. It looks good today, but what does that mean? Well, you've got Wednesday, the Wednesday meeting first as well, the Thousand Guineas meeting with the Blue Sapphire as well. So Group 1 racing on Wednesday. Followed up what by... percentage of chance of rain in Melbourne? Fucking shock me. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, no big amounts. But um, yeah, if you get 90% chance of 15 mil on Wednesday and that comes in the morning and they race on it, full credit to the track staff to having the track ready for Saturday. Oh, full credit, as always. Yeah, anyway, we'll just have to watch the score. I think that, I don't know, I don't think it matters, whatever. I'm not betting against incentivise. All right. Um, should we have a quick spin around Queensland? Anything happen up there, Curls? Oh, apart from me filling up, no. Pete, it's pretty quiet, mate. Um, um, I thought uh, Eagle Farm race seven, I thought uh, that was a good race for Queensland race. Um, Apache Chase and Emerald Kingdom um, paired off. Uh, Emerald Kingdom actually led Apache Chase. Jim Byrne rode very well for the entire meeting. Um in two separate races there, obviously, because you can't ride two horses in the same race. Um, Patchy Chase, he handed up the lead to Emerald Kingdom, who was f- racing very keenly, and he come off his back, off that horse's back and nailed it, returned a negative 10.3 figure, which is um, pretty fast for, for Queensland. Um, and then it got, uh, dictated, and then in the very next race, he led on Boom Spender and went plus 7.1 to the 600 and got over negative five. He was... Uh, he had his iron rode really well, um, which means absolutely nothing going forward um, because it's all about this Saturday and finding the right bets for the world's biggest punters club while we bet live from somewhere in the Brisbane CBD to be announced. Haven't we announced that yet? Not officially. Oh, stand by. It's going to be, be a big, press, big day. Press Broadcast. conference later this afternoon. Oh, Apart from yeah. that, um, no, everything's great in the Sunshine State. Thanks, Peter. Okay. That just also, um, FYI for anyone who's just doing a bit more research on the Caulfield meeting, it was a disgracefully slow tempo. Sicana Ray, we, we were stiff there too. They've flown home and looked to the aisle like they stopped and they were all flying. So fast as... Fastest close of the, all the races ever, on, across the whole card. There it is. All right. Very good. Uh, massive week ahead, as you said, Curls. World's biggest punters club this Saturday. Caulfield, Wodonga, Bendigo, Queensland would have, uh, what, Toowoomba, Gold Coast, Eagle Farm, are they, this Saturday? And Eagle Farm, yeah. yeah. So, like, far as the punters club, wagering for the punters club, as far as that's concerned, um, it'll be exactly like we did this um, Saturday just gone. I went through all the three meetings and I focused on Warwick because that's where I thought the best betting opportunities were. So there's three meetings to choose from there. So it'll be just working out which one's yep. the one to attack. I'm just not going to attack Eagle Farm just because it's the Metro meeting. There's no need. Was Just also, like what, what the reason I was talking about that Mexicana race was that it was the slowest <laughs> on the day, right? The slowest of the day. You two missed what I was going to do here. Punningform.com.au, Racing Victoria, needs to purchase a subscription for the stewards because they've questioned Craig Williams on Brooklyn Hustle. Like, 
How have they questioned that and not questioned other stuff? Jai sat on Bella Nipatina, like get into your gears, gone extremely slow in this race, get into your gears. There's questioning and there's questioning, and the way they question and what they question is extremely frustrating. The rider fatigue off the back of these big Group 1 days, which we saw yesterday at Ballarat in race nine when Brett Preble, who won a Group 1 on Saturday, went to the inferior inside ground on the last race. Not even in the stewards' report. Don't think he did anything untoward. Just think he had a brain fade because he would because he's been riding relentlessly all across Victoria. But has Brooklyn Hustle ever won a race in Victoria? Good question. I don't know. Outside the Valley? I suppose it has somewhere. Has it? Yeah, it would have won at the Moody Valley, I reckon. Yeah, it's won at the Valley, but that's the only one. Has that won anywhere else? Warfordville, Group 3 level. It actually beat Yes, Yes, Yes at Mooney Valley on debut. Yeah, I remember up what the a sliding course. It, it, it went up the inside. Beat Propel at Mooney Valley. That was its very next win. And then it's won one other race somewhere, I think. Won at uh, oh, no. Queensland It won at well. Warfordville and Eagle Farm. Yeah. Yeah. It, went well, it went well in Queensland. Yeah, it won a race here. It won at Eagle Farm. Potentially coming over to Ascot as well. So that's great. It can start now and then possibly still flash home to run second to one of Bob Peter's sources. Ridden by a pikey who gets an impossible gap. What is that caller over there, Pistol? He keeps saying, pikey will need his pogo stick to get himself out of there, and he gets a split and wins. Every (laughs) fucking time. (laughs) Shout out to Matty Hill. Hope you pulled up all right after getting that photo wrong in race one. Luckily, thankfully, no one on Twitter abused him because he just made a mistake. But they queue up for our TV. If you didn't abuse him... But you line up to abuse TB, you are a hideous, hideous reptile. Enjoy your week. Bye for now. <laughs>